conversations around the royal table. I am Priscilla and I am your host. And I have with me my husband joining me today. Thanks, babe, for joining me. <laughs> I also have with us Philip and Latihara Kemp, who joined us on the very first episode of Conversations Around the Royal Table. And we were privileged to have a little bit of time together during the Christmas holidays. So it was such a blessing to see them. Thank you guys for joining us. And we also have with us Chad and Christy Watson, our friends that we met before we were even married. <laughs> so we have been blessed to know Chad and Christy for over 20 years. And they are actually our son Jaden's godparents. So it is such a blessing to be a part of both of you guys' life. We are so grateful for the rich friendship and family that God has just brought together for us. Today, we are going to be talking about marriage. We're going to be talking about growing, adjusting, and maturing together. I want to begin with this statement. The fruit that is produced in our marriage has a lot to do with how we allow God to grow us individually into maturity. Hmm. Offering our best selves to our spouses promotes lasting connection and intimacy. Our scriptures that we're going to be talking about today is coming from Colossians 2, 7, where it says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. The other scripture that we're gonna be discussing is from Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And it says, Paul says, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of our God. You know, my husband and I were watching a sermon on this past Sunday. Well, listen, well, yeah, listening and watching, watching um, by William McDowell. And he was talking about the vine and the branches and the father being the vine dresser. And it was talking about how we have to be connected, stay connected to the vine, which is Jesus. And that's how we get to bear fruit. And when we bear fruit, the father prunes us and then causes us to bear more fruit. And so it is nothing that as a couple and as individuals, we are called to grow. We are called to stay connected to the vine. We are called to bear much fruit in our lives. So I'm going to open up just a little bit because I know that each of you have been looking at that scripture and God has been, you know, talking to you about some stuff. So I'm going to open up and you guys can just kind of tell me what, um, what God has been, has given you. I'll start. So, um, I think, uh, I think as I read through Colossians 2, 7, uh, as it talked about being rooted, that really kind of resonated with me. Um, in relation to um, to marriage, and um, that uh, even even as we were um, driving on a, a trip uh, just this past week, we were we were driving down the road, and I'm I'm looking at these trees, and they'd fallen over, and uh, and there were a number of them that had happened because of a storm that had come through, and I looked at that, and I was like, you know, the 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 rooting 
of those trees was not strong enough to hold them when this storm was coming through. Uh, and, uh, and yet I look at our marriage and I think through just the, the rooting that we've had to have in our marriage, um, it, it's been important that we have rooted ourselves in Christ so that as those trials come through, as the storms come through in life, uh, then we've been able to stay strong in that. And it's not always been easy, um, but that's, that's been something that's really um, been important, not just, not just in the scriptures, but also just investing um, in our time together, investing in um, uh, you know, dating each other on a regular basis. That's something that we kind of got away from for a little while. And then uh, Christy kind of really said, we, we, we need to date. <laughs> again and she put her yeah she put her fist down and said we're gonna have a weekly date and once we started doing that just even a few years ago almost in preparation for our kids leaving the house we started to say we need that time so we can reconnect we can take time to to seek god's face in um and where our next steps are and that has been really um valuable and important for us in kind of growing those roots as deep as we can yeah um, so it's kind of in that same vein of, of we're starting with Colossians is that idea. I, I love your version of it that you included because my regular Bible that I read it was not quite so poetic. And um, so the anyway, so I don't know which version that was, but I appreciated that version because it gave a better, better just full picture of being rooted in him and then being built up in him. And just that fullness of circle of like it takes being rooted in order to be able to grow. It takes getting the nutrients from him and in order to be able to go back and the end of the verse says um, being able to give all thankfulness and like that's your return back to him like being rooted in him so then I can endure these trials and I just saw this picture of like the roots going deep and wide and then the branches going equally up and praising of him of his goodness his faithfulness and being thankful for all that he has brought to us including the storms hmm. including the storms that actually if we go back to carry that analogy through they actually do good for the forest as a whole it like does a pruning a natural pruning mm -hmm. and so um all of that carrying that analogy through is just is just really mm -hmm. poetic and truthful i love how god reveals himself and he says in romans that he reveals himself through creation mm -hmm. and then he gives us the scripture that uses this analogy in creation it's like he i mean that's where i meet him the most is like out in his beauty mm. and his creation it's just like i'm giving you these pictures to reflect to call you back to me to reflect my beauty back to you and um show you the truth of my character and my love for you and um yeah I love that. That is so beautiful. You know what I mean? And I love you, Chrissy said, we need to have that connection. We need to get back to that. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves, you know, in the busyness of life that we have to be together in order to continue to grow together. And I mm -hmm. love how, you know, Christy, you talk about how creation speaks back and that's how you connect with God. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I, um, when I heard it, I also heard another scripture, which is Proverbs 24 and 10. And if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. And I was just thinking, even when Chad said, you know, um, you had to make sure that, you know, if something happens and the tree falls over, its roots weren't deep, you know. And so the same thing, you, if you faint in the day of adversity, if you just already just give up, if you, I know some things happen and um, 
some deep things happen and people need to get divorced, you know, and, and because of the things that are going on. But there are some things that trials and tribulation, just being married, as long as you're married, things are going to come up, yeah. you know, but yeah. if you can um, take the time to get rooted and grounded in your marriage, like with the date nights, with the mm. being face to face, I call it feel FaceTime. I'd be like, I need feel FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can take time with your spouse, if you can um, get in a word together and pray and just different things, then when the thing and when the trial comes, you'll have more strength to stand. Mm -hmm. You'll have more strength to just not give up, to not just say it's over, I'm done, um, I'm through, or even really just being rooted and grounded in the word because sometimes you can't see you know what's happening right now your reality is not lining up with the truth but if you can believe the truth mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of just your reality it's happening this is real it's your reality but it's not the truth yeah. but if you're rooted and grounded in the word you can stand on that word when everything just gets crazy and say no this is what god said i'm gonna mm -hmm. stay here because this is what god said and when i cannot trust um you at this moment or trust what's coming from you or what's coming from me right now, I can trust what God is saying and I can put my trust in him and stand on his word. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Absolutely. That's good stuff. I love that, that scripture. Uh, we laughed about that scripture again and again. We were thinking about, um, you know, uh, there's another version of that scripture that said, the message I think says, if, if you don't stand, you know, in the day of adversity, it's doubtless that you had any strength at all to begin with in the first place. Mm -hmm. I thought about the old Kung Fu movies where they say, your Kung Fu is not strong. But what related to me um, when you all were sharing, um, one of the things when we read the scripture, we were reading it just in the context of our individual walks with Christ. Mm -hmm. And then we said, well, how do we take this filter and look at it in the eyes of marriage? Mm -hmm. And it was, we just kind of said, well, wait a minute, you know, everything that God shows us um, in creation, the heavens are telling of God and his glory, like you said, that God, if he could choose anything to show what his relationship is like with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, he could have chosen anything. He chose marriage. Mm -hmm. He chose the family. He called the church the bride. And so when I look at God through that lens and I think about the picture of how do I relate to my wife and, and what is a picture of me as a husband, rooting and grounding, putting myself, you know, um, second place or putting her first, you know, as Christ had loved the church, you know, Ephesians 5. Mm -hmm. And so it really just reflected me back to thinking about his model and how he's shown it himself through marriage and he's shown mm -hmm. us the model of marriage through himself. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely beautiful. Um, I know... Uh, when you think about when we talk about our roots growing deep so that we won't falter or fail when we do face trials. And it also makes me think about not only will we be able to stand, but also the blessing I know that we've experienced in our marriage is that when we have come through the other side, I look at him, he looks at me and I'm like, man, I didn't even know we could get closer. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know that my love for you could grow deeper. Mm 
You know what I mean? And that's what it does when you when you're when you're rooted and you're planted in the vine and you get to see and God shows you his perspective because sometimes the enemy will cause you to look if you're going through something and you may not see an eye to eye, the enemy will cause you to have a skewed view of the situation. Like you were saying like to hear, yeah, the situation is real, but the en enemy all he needs is a little door. And he'll open that little door. Okay, so well, maybe he feels this way because he's responding this way. And we have to be able to say, hold on a minute. No, because of my relationship and because of um, the maturity that I have in Christ and because uh, this is what I know the word says, okay, I need to, God, what is your perspective? What, what does your word say about this situation? And then help me to walk that out. Because I'm supposed to see him through the lenses in which the Lord sees him through, the lens in which the Lord sees him through. So how do I do that? I got to get in the Lord's face. So sometimes I don't need to have a conversation with him. I can go to the Father and say, okay, Lord, you know exactly what's going on. Now I need you to show me how I need to respond so that I can honor you and honor my husband. You know what I mean? And I will tell you, God has been ministering that to me. We've been married it'd be 22 years. And I will say like the last couple of years, you know, we're like, why are we fussing over that? Like that don't even make sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we realized that it was because as we're growing, our needs change, um, things that we used to need or desire, it doesn't fit anymore. So if we're not mm. constantly communicating um, with our spouses, that also brings a stretch and a strain because we're not really articulating what do I need? And he'll ask, mm. okay, what is it that you really need? And if I can't articulate that, I need to say, hold on a minute. Am I requiring something of him that I can't even articulate myself? Mm. So there it is. God, show me what it is that I'm wrestling with. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so that's an area of humility. That's an area where I have to say, Priscilla, you do not have it all together. Let the father deal with whatever that issue is in your heart. And then mm -hmm. when you, when he deals with that, now you can come back. I can come back to you and say, okay, let's talk. Um, mm -hmm. I remember there was one time we were, um, we were sitting in the room and he was trying to explain his side. I was trying to explain my side. None of us, we could, I was like, I don't know what you're saying. And he said, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> And in the midst of that, you know what he did? He said, let's pray. Hmm. And, and once we prayed, that's when we were able, God was able to open up our hearts and open up our minds and, and, and see what was happening and we could understand hmm. each other better. And so that's why it's so important. And so when he joins the two together, that we are in agreement, that we are in unity and oneness, hmm. and that's where the blessing comes. <laughs> Definitely. As I, as I read the scriptures, that's was the theme that jumped in my heart uh, is unity, uh, Christ being our unity. Uh, I see like two ships and Christ is our North Star. And we're both uh, heading towards that North Star in every situation. We have no choice but to become closer together. Um, so even being grounded and rooted in him, if both of us are pursuing him, if both mm -hmm. of us are seeking his face, we have no choice but to become closer together. So mm -hmm. as I read those scriptures, that was the the thing that leaped in my heart was was unity and oneness. Uh, where that is, that's where the blessing is. How can two walk together unless they agree? So even uh, in marriage, as seasons change, as people change, if Jesus be, remains our North Star, if Jesus remains our root, we can do this thing together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, our, our, our kids, um, 
they like to um, they like it when they can say to us, "Hey, mom and dad are on the same page, but in different books, right?" They, we're we're trying to continuously be on the same page, and we'll and we'll say that to them. I think mom and dad are on the same page, but are like different books, though, right? And so, you know, there's the world wants to divide us, you know, and obviously our our kids you know, don't really want to divide us, but but the world as a whole does want to divide us. And I think what you're saying there. Um, Jonathan really uh, kind of resonated as well with, with wanting uh, that unity is what we need. We need to be united in Christ first to uh, first really, you know, ourselves, we need to, to be speaking the scripture, uh, you know, like Priscilla, you were saying, and, and then as a whole for our marriage, and then that's going to just draw our family together as well. Um, and, you know, we can withstand the division. I also just want to comment on like what you were talking on, Priscilla, of just that need and sometimes not even recognizing what is it that I'm needing of him right now. And hmm. and then when you can identify that, and what are those needs I'm placing on him that I shouldn't be placing on him? Because really those needs should be coming from my own relationship with God. Hmm. And he's sufficient to supply all my needs. And so am I externalizing some of that or deflecting some of that and not taking ownership of my own relationship with God and my own security in him mm. and putting that on my spouse of this relationship and demanding more of it than it should be. So again, that's where the scripture comes back to like, if I am the one rooting deep and I am anchored in him, if he is, um, he is the uh, vine and I am the branch that I'm attached to the vine, not attached to Chad. We're two different branches on that vine but um it just deflects some of that need mm -hmm. that i think i m misappropriate onto him at mm -hmm. times yeah yeah absolutely completely understand you know <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness so our next scripture that we're talking about and you know paul was saying and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless before the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ, through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise to God. What has God been ministering to you all in, in that scripture? Uh, when, when I was reading that scripture, I thought about Colossians, of course, and um, I thought about fruit, like fruit popped out at me. Uh, and even the phrase filled with the fruit of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the good part. Yeah, I want to get to the good part. When I eat cake, I want to get to the icing, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how do we get to the fruit? I want to get that. But when, when I think about fruit, obviously fruit is something we want, but fruit is not a verb. Mm -hmm. It's not something we can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's a result of something that we invest. It's a, a result of something that we sow. So it reminded me of the cause and effect. Yeah. that God said, you know, he says, you want to get to the fruit. And he says, and more than you want to get to the fruit, I want you to get to the fruit mm -hmm. because you get into the fruit is fulfilling my joy. Yeah. Uh, and so he is the one giving us that, you know, it, the way it ends, it says, so, you know, we bring glory to God and the glory we bring to God is by Jesus Christ that's working in us, uh, so to speak. And, but when we go to the fruit we want to get to, we go back to how do I get there? Yeah. And you have to back up and say to be rooted and grounded in him, yeah. to plant my roots deep, to be selfless, yeah. to do all those things. And as a matter of wanting to run straight to the finish line, I have to stop and go back to the beginning. And if I get the process right, yeah. boom, uh, is automatic. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. I was thinking as I said, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best. Yeah. Um, 
I think about us um, and so as far as marriage, um, me taking the time to learn him, me mm-hmm. taking the time to learn the things that he needs, that he wants, um, me taking the time sometimes to get in God's face because we don't know what we want. <laughs> we don't know what we need, you know? Um, and for times when he doesn't know how to articulate what's going on or something that he needs, I can go to the father and ask mm-hmm. as his wife, how do I help him? Yeah. What mm-hmm. does he need, you know, um, to discern those things, but also um, just knowing him. I feel like just knowing him and taking the time to love on him and his love language and the things that he needs, it mm-hmm. helps um, our love to be to abound more and more and more and to grow, you know, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, when I read that, that's what I thought of as far as marriage is concerned and me and him. Mm. Just uh, one more piggyback on that. We were laughing tonight talking about it. We were talking about in our marriage. <clears throat> Man, y'all be with me. Don't leave me out here. Uh, <laughs> that that as soon as I figured out what my wife's rhythm was and her flow and what she likes and what she doesn't like, and now I got it, she changed. Mm. <laughs> is that my long? Can anybody, <laughs> can I get a witness? All right. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm a process man. You know, I'm trying to work this thing. You know, I I have put intentionality behind this. Yeah. And then it comes to her and I'm like trying to give her what she wants. She's like, that's not it. I'm like, what is it? But that's not it. And I'm like, but you wanted it yesterday. That was yesterday. And I'm like, I don't what do you need? I don't know what I need. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's how I heard it. I'm sure she didn't say that. <laughs> but the picture I'm bringing that is it reminded me, first of all, and we talked about this tonight, that change is not a negative thing. It's actually just a natural mm. part of the growth. And it's actually a beautiful thing because I don't have time to you know, focus my attention on anything else when I'm seeing her open up like a rose before me and I'm continuing to discover another version and another layer of her. So it's a beautiful thing. It's not an indictment. And the other thing, I had to go to God, uh, much like you said, and say, Lord, I lift her up to you because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and God to interpret not just my words, but my feelings and expressions to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I read the scripture, uh, for some reason, themes and words just jump out to me. And as soon as I saw the word one another, all of mm-hmm. a sudden, I thought of all the one another's in scripture. And a lot of times we read those one another's in scripture as it relates to being in the church, encourage one another, pray for one another, all the one another's. Then I went and looked up all the one another's and then begin to think about them now in the context of marriage. So if that one another can be happening in the context of a church to my brother and sister in Christ, of course it needs to happen between me and my wife. So um, the thing that jumped out in that scripture was that one another. And then to look at all the one another's in scriptures and the place where that starts is in the marriage, mm-hmm. which are the brother and sister in Christ that the Lord has joined you with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. The um, thing that also stood out to me was kind of similar to what Lati Heron was talking about, that you may be able to discern what is best. Mm. And I'm big on discernment because I, I get, that's just a part of my personality, I believe. And so if I'm missing something, I'm praying, Lord, please give me understanding and discernment as to what's happening. Even I'm, I'm, I'm on alert, Lord, give me discernment on the tricks and plots and plan of the enemy so I can combat that thing because if he gets a crack, that joke is coming. So I need to, so Lord, give me wisdom, give me discernment, give me spiritual insight so I can see and then respond to what God shows me. And so that word just kind of popped out to me. That discernment is so very um, priceless 
You know what I mean? And there, I believe that there are some people who in marriage, they're going through a lot and they're looking at it through their natural eyes. And you have to go to the father so he can give you discernment to what's happening so you can pray effectively and not only pray effectively, but walk out what God is telling you to do because his plans are perfect and he will give you instruction on how to deal with whatever that issue is. But you got to ask him. You got to ask him and say, I submit to you. And um, I submit to what the Lord is calling me to do so that I can experience the fruit of righteousness. I can experience what God is calling us to experience and represent him in our marriage. And I want to say, um, I was reading the scripture where in Ephesians where, you know, it talks about our roles as a wife and we are to submit, you know, to our husbands. And I was like, so many people have issues with that word submit because they think it means I can't be who I am. I, I can't be my unique self. But then when I read it in light of understanding the love of the father and when it talks about how the husband is the head and how the husband is supposed to love and um, honor, you know, take care of us and nourish us and um, sacrifice for us. So he said, that word submit means you're submitting to being loved. You're <laughs> submitting to being cherished. You're submitting to being sacrificed for. That's what you're submitting to. And when he opened that up to me, because you have to look at it from a perspective of the father, the loving father, Christ submitted out of love for his father. So when I submit, my submit is not a negative thing. My submit is I'm submitting to him caring for me. You know what I'm saying? And loving me. And so I was like, I almost leaped. <laughs> I'm leaping now because people don't understand it. They get it from a different perspective, but you got to get the right perspective of what that submission word means. And that's a, that was such a beautiful thing to me for God to reveal that to me. Oh. I'm, I'm glad the word says submit one another. So now that's that one another does show back up again. Yes. Yes. Submit one another. Yes. Uh-huh. That's right. So you're submitting to being honored and yes. respected. Yes. Willingly. <laughs> Willingly. I love it. Isn't it beautiful when God just reveals stuff to you, makes it just come alive? Man, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's interesting for me, um, when you're talking about uh, submitting, I also see it as um, it's a covering. It's safety in submission. You know, so what I'm submitting to is to be covered and to be safe like i can run into the lord and be safe i can run into his arms and i can be safe i can come to him and if i'm submitted under him there is a covering over me yeah you know and so yes. i see it like that and then jonathan when you talked about the one another it reminded me of when the lord told me with philip like you got to see him sometimes and when you come to pray to me you got to pray as if he's your brother in christ and not just your husband because if I, you just come as your husband, then you're like, wait, he did this and this didn't happen. And what about this? You know, but when you come as your brother in Christ, you see compassion. You see some things that they need. You see it in a different way when it's your brother in Christ, other than when it's somebody that you feel like should be doing something for you. And so he said to one another, you had to see it that way and see him that way and come and pray as if he's your brother in Christ. And that just really helped me. ties into one of the scriptures the Lord led me to, which was John 15, 12, where he's like, this is my commandment that your love for one another, that you would love one another as I have loved you. Hmm. So just in that submission is to 
um, that, sac that the husband is called to love us as Christ loved us. We are called to love one another as Christ loved us. And that leads us to our, like, our marriage life verse of Hebrews 12 too, which um, is let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning shame. And so Christ laid down his life. He endured a cross, scorning a shameful death for the joy set before him. And what was that joy? That joy was you and I. That joy was us. Like I am his joy and his delight. And that is so humbling. And you sit before that, when you sit before the cross in that humility state, then it's like, okay, I get it. That's what I, like the sacrifice is still hard. Like laying down my life is still hard. It still hurts. But when I, sometimes I actually have to pray that, Lord, show me the joy set before me in the midst of the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. As I'm laying down my life, show me the joy set before me in the sacrifice. And he does, he does over and over again. That the joy is um, seeing redemption, seeing our, mm -hmm. for our foster son right now, who's getting restored back to his family. And there's a joy. We've endured a lot of suffering over the last six months. But the yeah. joy, I'm like, Lord, show me that joy set before me. Seeing a family restored, yeah. seeing, um, a heart get some healing, seeing um, prayers get answered. And like you can endure the hardships and the trials that life is going to bring you when you have your eyes set on what is the victory? What is the our end goal? What's our eternal frame hmm. framework in this? And um, to then be spurred on to then love one another as Christ loved us. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so yeah. Yeah. That, and that, that let us fix our eyes on Jesus. We've, We've, we've called that our life, life first because it was really back before we even got married that that was really something that God laid on our hearts. And we said, you know, this, if we make this the center, if we make Christ the focus, then everything else is going to fall into place. And he is going to create that love to abound for, uh, um, for each other and um, for his mission and for the gospel to be spread. Um, and and, and it, so it, it relies back on what we were talking about with abiding, abiding in Christ. And so if, if we have our eyes on Christ, if we are abiding with him, then our roots will grow deep. Our love will abound for each other and, uh, and, and he will help us through. I mean. Yeah. And kind of bring things full circle. Like as you were talking about that idea of submission is being covered um, and under the protection made me think of like, you're under the shelter of the wing of the father and how marriage is supposed to be this representation of his love for mm -hmm. us. And how that just works so beautifully and perfectly. And the word abide is very similar to that. And that's, I got to abide from Philippians when um, the Philippians passage, but um, because it was talking about where your love may abound more and more knowledge and depth of mm. insight. Um, and like God is love and God is knowledge and all wisdom. And as we press into love, we know, so what is, how does love and knowledge go together? That is knowing God more, that as I grow in love and knowledge, I am knowing his heart more. Mm. I am pressing into him and who he is more. And I was like, that's like abiding in him. Mm. Um, and of the word abide actually comes from like abode, which means house and dwelling. So like all of that all just works all together to that. He is that the Lord is our dwelling place. He yeah. is the home in which we find security. He is mm. our covering to to your um, comparison to, of what mm -hmm. that marriage relationship with right. is, mm -hmm. and just love the beauty of all of that. Yeah, it comes all together. Mm -hmm. That's so. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for sharing. Uh, I want to end 
with this that God gave me last night. And I'm just going to read this and then we'll, we'll transition. Um, so this is like, when we were joined in marriage, we did not bring a perfect person to the marriage because we are imperfect people and God wants to do a work in us. In fact, we brought our history, we brought our childhood experiences, our fears, our flawed personalities, maybe some unhealthy views on marriage, some skewed view on uh, finances, our idea of what parenting would look like, our past mistakes, our brokenness, and the list goes on and on. Yet, at the thought of making those vows to be together, to love and cherish one another, to death do us part, we said a resounding yes. And on the backdrop of that yes and God sealing that union, you and I had no idea of the work that the Lord would want to do in us as a couple. Mm. Thus challenging us as individuals to offer our best selves to one another. So on this journey, we, we each have to make a choice every day. Will we become all that we were destined to become? By growing toward maturity, allowing God to do the work in us that will build our character, mold and shape us into his likeness, challenging us to keep moving toward each other, even when we hurt, to walk in forgiveness, to stay open and transparent to each other, to submit to each other, to not let anything divide us, to support one another, even when we don't understand, to put the work in to understand, and the list goes on and on. Listen, marriages can challenge us, but if we will submit who we are and the work that the Lord wants to do in our marriages, we will be defined and sealed as one who brings glory and honor to God. That's the testimony and the legacy we want to leave. Chad and Christy, Philip and Latihera, thank you so much for having this conversation with us. To you all who have watched this broadcast, stay tuned because we'll be with you live soon to answer your questions and to give you more encouragement. So until we see you in a few seconds, blessings from sons and daughters of the King. We love you. everyone welcome back this is our live session again we have chad and christy and philip and latiera um we didn't see any questions in the chat so at this time we're just going to give you a little bit more encouragement philip and latiera chad and christy if you guys want to just jump in is there anything you want to highlight from what we talked about in the broadcast to our audience audience if you do have questions have a prayer request just put it in the chat we will definitely respond to those so I'll just jump in with a thought real quick. Um, uh, as I heard, you know, the, the conversations about the one another, um, the submitting ourselves to one another, uh, the growing toward one place and focusing on God as our North Star and um, just really uh, being intentional about even the terms of submission, uh, getting a new paradigm about those same terms we hear we know it but things that make us cringe uh it just reminded me of john 10 10 that says the thief coming not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy uh but christ said of course i am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly 
I just uh, would encourage everybody who's watching today, and I have to remind myself and my wife uh, to go back to that picture that to not let ourselves hear terms that God put out as instructions for life and cause ourselves to reject those terms because of society's picture of submission, society's picture of marriage, society's picture of saying maybe it's not glamorous to be with the same person for longevity, uh, but to be able to say, no, God had a picture and God's original intention is his final decision as we've heard before. So I just would encourage you all to, you know, it sounds like a shift of a paradigm to think of those terms different, but really go back to Eden as me and uh, Jonathan say, go back, you know, to Eden, live on top of the world. Yeah. and look and say god i want your picture because there was something in it that was gold for me and i'm going to get to the gold so bless you all for me, i think um i when priscilla when you were talking about just um the discernment and having discernment and looking out for you know instead of um getting upset so quickly it's like stopping to see wait a minute lord where's the enemy getting in because this is not my enemy. He is not my enemy. But we both are fighting an enemy that is coming against us and coming against our marriage. And so just stopping the discern and to ask the Lord, where is the enemy? How is he getting in? But not just the discernment, but then give me the wisdom. What is the next step I need to do after that? After I see where he's getting in, how do I stomp him out? And so just to even say that would be just a good tip, even as I was thinking about it, as it was going on. So we do have a question that says, what do you say to women who say it's difficult to submit to their husbands when they aren't the spiritual leader? I have talked to several women who are very discouraged because they feel like they are the spiritual leader. Okay, so to me, I'm just going to jump a record. It sounds like the, the, woman, the woman is grounded and rooted, but the husband is not. And I will say that that is a very difficult thing because you technically have that role because there are things that in the spiritual realm that you can see happening that your spouse is not able to see. So he's not in that place where he's stepping into the role that God called him to step in yet. And so it takes extra grace. It takes extra mercy. It takes extra strength day by day. And our heart goes out to you. But you have to continue to trust God. Again, I know that you're praying for your husband because you know what it what, what is needed. And so you just continue to pray, continue to be that example. I believe there's a scripture where it talks about um, how if you have an unbelieving spouse, yeah. but that you can win them over, yeah. you know. And so you have to continue to stay rooted and grounded. You have to continue um, to not faint. Because it, it is a little more on you. Um, and so we pray that God will give you the strength and the wisdom and the spiritual insight to be able to, to kind of hold it together. At the same time, don't lose hope yeah. and find you an avenue or some other um, sister or brother that, you, that can encourage you on a consistent basis so that you can stand until the fruit of your prayers can reach to your husband's heart. Um, because that's what it needs. God needs to reach his heart so that he can see. Yeah, I just want to encourage you and let you know that the Lord will not put uh, more on you than you can bear, that you have a unique and special calling, and not everyone can walk in the calling that God's called you to for this season. And our prayer for you is that this is just for a season, um, and God will give you everything you need um, in this season, um, and that you will just 
uh, embrace this calling and know that God is anointing you. He's calling you. He's giving you the grace. He's giving you the peace. He's giving you the patience. He's giving you the discernment to, to walk in this and walk in this season and be the, the spiritual uh, leader of your home and to be the one that's praying, to be the one that's seeking his face, to be the one that's covering your children, to be the one that's praying that God will restore, God will redeem. And we pray a hundredfold blessing Absolutely. over you and your family in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. Can I agree real quick? Yeah. Uh, I just want to agree as the male, uh, I am the fruit of my wife being spiritual leader of our marriage. Amen. Uh, I want to say that, not just to say that as a deep thing or say that kind of like cliche, uh, but that walking to walking together stuff to be agreed. We both were Christians coming into the marriage, uh, but I was not, I'll admittedly say I was not the spiritual leader of our marriage. Uh, my wife established the prayer room. My wife established prayer time. My wife established, we would come to pray together and I had my picture, and this was my picture of, uh, and we talked about this, my picture of our relationship was, with Christ was, I have a strong relationship with Christ. You have a strong relationship with Christ. And so as long as you're keeping your integrity straight with him, I'm keeping mine straight with him, then we will be unified because when we come together, not just to pray, but to live, we'll be fine. But we would get together in the prayer closet and we're praying and she's praying and we're praying. Well, we're praying together, prayer time, but I'm not saying anything. I'm just waiting. And then, so she stopped praying one day after three or four of these silent moments. <laughs> Wait, so I'm praying. This is real. Wait, y'all, I'm praying. Like, I'm oh. going in, right? I'm going in, and all of a sudden, it's like I heard the Lord say, You're praying by yourself. <laughs> I was like, So I stopped praying, and I opened my eyes, and I said, I feel like God said, I'm praying by myself. He yeah. hasn't been married like three years. He said, Oh, you are. <laughs> I said, You are. And then she was like, What? I think you defended. I, I was. And then, and then, so she was like, well, why? I said, I'm waiting for you to leave so I can get intimate with God. Mm. Is that, and that, like, that might sound so abrasive. And that wasn't meant to be abrasive. To me, that was just being real. But yeah. what I was actually saying to her is I felt like I didn't want to offer God lip service. Mm -hmm. And I could feel her waiting on me to lead us. Mm -hmm. And I felt like for me to pray out loud and pray, and I feel the pull from her for me to pray, it felt like performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and whether you want to call it anxiety, whether you want to call it, you know, just self-consciousness, I was actually waiting to be sincere with God and I felt uncomfortable doing it in front of my wife. Wow. And so I just want to say all that, not to belabor this point, is to say we both were Christians, but we were not agreed in how we approach God as a, in our marriage. But my wife was consistent to continue to stay in the place and continue to sanctify and set apart something and say, God, he will be the leader and until then, I'll hold it down. And when the time came and I felt more comfortable in those different things, now it's fluid. We pray in and out with each other. This is, I mean, it's so good and it's good and I'm comfortable there, but it took the time for her to lead the way. And so I'm, I want to encourage you, Amber, and say I am the fruit of wives who stand in for their husbands until their husbands are ready to take the reins. Yes, yes. I would like to just kind of harken back to what Lottie Hara had said earlier too. Like sometimes you need to view your husband as your brother in Christ rather than your husband. And like in those moments, what is, what is him and his walk? What is, like you referred to that of like, you needed to wrestle with God himself and get to where you could be vulnerable before you could bring that to the table as a marriage. And so how do we, how, how, you know, and, and not to, I think a lot of times I'll see women, 
feel like, what does that mean? And then them being a spiritual leader, that that somehow means I need to dampen my role. That is not it at all. God has given you as a woman gifts and talents that he did not give to your husband. And that does not mean that you're supposed to hide those or wait for behind him in order to do that. You bring to the table what God has gifted you with and then lift your brother who might be your husband, your brother in Christ, who is your husband, up in that, in your own calling and in your own gifts. And I think I myself have wrestled with that. Like, okay, if he's not, he's not being led here where I'm feeling led. And so maybe I need to step back and like feeling the Lord press into me of like, I've called you to things that may be different than what I've called him to use your gifts, use your callings. And he's happy to walk alongside of me, but just because he doesn't necessarily have that same exact passion, um, that's okay. Like I can pursue the passion that God has placed in me. And then I can also fan the flame of what has the Lord called you to. And like, he's better with middle school boys. It doesn't mean I have to do middle school boys, (laughs) Um, you know, and balance that out. But I also just really liked Lottie Hara when you were like, your, your husband's also your brother in Christ. And what does he need as a child of God? What does he need to grow in his own walk with him um, before he can step into whatever this might look like combined? Yeah, I, I think there are times as I look back at our marriage where we have uh, been walking side by side and there's times where one of us is dragging the other one uh, and, and or pushing from behind or something like that uh, because there there's... Uh, there are times where I may have gotten distracted by the responsibilities that I have or by, uh, you know, work taking a, a higher precedence that it needs to in my life and not and needing somebody to help kind of, hey, repoint me back. And, uh, and, and I think that's part of where God has placed you in my life and, and have definitely been able to steer us uh, in the right direction. So it is in our marriage I've privileged to be married to a very strong woman who is um, who is very passionate and uh, and listens very carefully to what God says. So when she speaks, I listen, you know, <laughs> very much to what she has to say. <laughs> and then I also want to encourage uh, the brothers that are listening. That term, spiritual leader, can um, can be a little bit intimidating at times, and that looks different in every marriage. Uh, and the roles are different in every marriage. And then I just want to encourage that brother that at times when your wife says pray and you don't feel like praying, um, that that's that's an invitation from the Lord and a calling. I even know in our marriage now, there's times when Priscilla says, okay, let's pray. And then she'll look at me. I was like, you the one said you wanted to pray, so go ahead. And, and so then the Lord reminds me, I, I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to pray in this moment. You don't have to be articulate. Whatever words come out of your mouth is anointed because I called you for this purpose and mm-hmm. this reason. So anytime my wife says, grabs my hand and says, hey, babe, I need you to pray. Whatever comes out of my mouth, I trust that the Lord uh, is in agreement with it. I, I trust that he has called me to this time and to this purpose. Um, there was a time when I was just so intimidated about, I don't want to pray. You want to pray. You pray. The Lord leading you. But um, that's an invitation from the Lord. And the Lord is always inviting us uh, he's using our spouse to invite us uh, a lot at times. Uh, just accept the invitation that it's not just your wife asking you, but the Lord inviting you uh, to speak, the Lord inviting you to uh, come come to his feet. And that's a, a willing invitation to accept. So I just want to uh, reposture that that moment when the when your wife asks you to pray, that is the invitation from the Lord to come to his feet. And I pray that you will step into it uh, with grace and with humility and know that you're called and anointed for it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes.
yes, I am guilty. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So is there anything else, Chad and Christy, Philip, a lot to hear you guys want to share um, that God has laid on your heart? I think, now this wasn't quite the question on there, but I think the other piece that I probably want to address in that idea is when we talked about submission and that there are other times where there are times for healthy boundaries. And I think I've also seen it abused and misapplied. And I've seen counsel from churches where they've really requested a woman usually to stay in a relationship that's not healthy. And um, I think just in that idea of extending like, you, if you're in that situation where you're not feeling heard or you're not feeling um, valued and cherished, and I mean, beyond like that, you have you have dignity. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a child of the living God, and in that, there's a dignity that um, you possess. And if that dignity is not being extended to you, there are times that it is healthy to put some healthy boundaries um, in place to protect that dignity and that um, value that you encompass just as being human. Um, and so I don't quite know how to like decipher that out, but just wanted to touch on that too of like, um, Jesus himself had boundaries, right? Jesus himself had boundaries. And while he laid himself down, he, he retreated from the public's demands at times. He um, begged for the cup that was being put before him to be removed from him. Um, so in those things, it's there are times, there are times where it is right and healthy to have boundaries in order to respect your own dignity and value and worth. And just wanting to say, I don't mm -hmm. know, put that out there. That yeah. I, 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 yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, it's like um, when you talk about healthy boundaries and even healthy friendships that can help encourage you when it's hard for you to go through what you're going through. You know, um, I will say this also. Um, counseling is not a bad thing. Amen. Sometimes, listen, you're struggling with deep struggles. Seek out a counselor that can help you walk out some of those things that you're dealing with. It's those things that's going to help you, that God is going to use to help you to get strengthened. I see a counselor. We see a counselor. <laughs> you know, um, actually, we got an appointment Monday. Um, <laughs> but, but again, I will say this when we talk about counselors. One of my apprehensions about a counselor is that they have to be in agreement. We have to be unified. So for, for, for us, the counselor has to be a Christian and they have to be led by the spirit because I try my best to limit. Um, I try my best to limit the world speaking into my marriage and to my heart and into my soul. I put a lot of boundaries around me, whereas TV shows and a whole lot of things like that. I think some people can take some of that as well. You can't dip from this cup and dip from this cup and think you're going to grow spiritually when you're dipping into the world and dipping into the spirit. You're, 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 un, you're unequal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, and, and like someone said, even if you aren't having problems, yes, Amber, even if you're not having problems, um, we have a good marriage. And like I said, we've been, we'll, we'll, we'll be married 22 years, um, in July. Philip Alatahir just celebrated their 22nd wedding anniversary. <laughs> and so, we Pete, by the way, 23. <laughs> 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 yes, yes. But we've been in this. 
And I've always said that we're just not going to be married and just sitting next to each other. No, we're going to enjoy this marriage. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. I like to play fight. We're going to get it. We're going to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so when we do have issues that we need to talk out or whatever the case might be, we deal with it and we keep it moving. I say what I have to say. I told her, I said, I ain't got time to be mad at you. I'm going to say what I got to say and then we can keep on moving. Because we, you know what I'm saying? We got some good stuff to get on to. Yeah. So, um, so absolutely. So it helps, um, you know, it helps when we talk about growing in maturity individually and as a couple, you know, again, I said, I go to counseling separately just because I was dealing with things that in my heart that I needed to talk by myself. So I did that. So please don't shy away if you need help. If you good friends, make sure you have people who are in agreement when you share, they're not trying to come and divide you in your marriage, but that there, God is about the marriage. God isn't about Jonathan or Priscilla. You know what I'm saying? Like he is about, he joined us together. God is on the side of marriage. <laughs> and so we have to recognize that, which ties into when we talk about being our brother and sister in Christ, you know, he ain't saying I'm trying to work it out for Jonathan, but I'm not trying to work it out for Priscilla. No, no, no. He's trying to work it out for the marriage. And so it takes uh, both of us. Um, anybody else? Uh, I see we got a new question that came in. Let's see. Here's my question. Comment. Yes, it says, can you talk about surrendering your marriage with folks that encourage your marriage? <laughs> That's right. So anybody want to start before I say anything? I'm going to give y'all opportunity. I mean, I think. Oh, sorry. Go, Lottie. All right. You go. <laughs> you could have Um. For me, I think it's in what um, Priscilla was saying. It's when you talk to the person, you don't need someone to just um, help you throw a pity party. You don't need someone that's going to be your ride or die, um, beating down your husband. Because when you leave them, you still got your one eye on your husband. Now, you need somebody that's going to let you um, completely vent, completely be real before they start throwing out 50 scriptures. You need to get that all out. And they need to be right there with you. Mm, I understand. I got you. Yes. And then when you are finished, this is how you know they're with you. Then they'll say, okay, well, let's pray because whatever, whatever. Or did you ever think about it from his side like this? Like they're going to give you a new perspective. When you leave them, you shouldn't be just as angry or even angrier. Feel like I knew I was right. You know, when you leave them, you should have a different perspective in some type of way. There should be some type of hope that may, you know, that the Lord can still work this out, that something can still take place. Those are the people that you know. You know, they are encouraging my marriage and not just being on my side. Those people that are on your side, you give them something else. You don't give them the marriage because then also when you're better, they still gonna have one eye on your husband and you're going to be good then. You know what I'm saying? So you don't need those people to um, for counseling or to give them the deep things that are going on in your marriage. You want to give to the people who are for you guys, both of you guys and are in it with you and want to see you um, grow together. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, from a, since on this side, for Christy, just uh, even from a guy's perspective, even though we don't necessarily, well, I don't necessarily vent as much or just go to somebody and say, let me talk about my marriage. I might talk about something or what's going on, planning something to get ideas. Uh, it's important when we talk about Proverbs 31, you know, I know women ascribe to that or try to aim for that. Um, and it's, there's a scripture that I love that says the heart of her husband that's safely 
trust in her. Uh, and that I tell my wife that she has that, that I feel secure in being able to share information with her and my intimate moments and really, really just open my heart and know that she's not going to just put it in the streets or she's not going to be uh, just loose with the information, um, but she'll cover me or, or she'll keep that confident. So that's important to me, not necessarily that uh, wives that you get somebody that is going to be your friend and your husband's friend. But definitely if if there's a place and I would come to her as a place that I felt like the person she's confiding in about something really deep uh, is not somebody that is for me or somebody that's that that I feel like is going to be as prudent with the information that she is or is caring then that would be something to me that she would address and say, I can still share with that person, but I'm not going to open up that door because that's not the person to handle that information. And we had this specific conversation about even when we first got married. And so we we had a chance to establish those, those boundaries so we can surround ourselves with like people that even our spouses feel comfortable with sharing that information. Absolutely. That's absolutely. That's some good stuff. All right. Awesome. Well, we're going to transition. We've been with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I am going to highlight a couple of things. Um, there are a couple of ministries that I do want to highlight because they do consistent uh, ministry, um, marriage ministry things on a regular basis. Uh, we've actually participated in a couple of them. One of the ministries is Team Us by coaches Jasper and Alicia Williams. They're out of Norcross, Georgia, and they usually air things on Sundays. I want to say seven or eight o'clock. Um, Eastern time. Eastern time. Yes. Also, uh, to have and to hold with Brian and Nia Hunter, they're based out of O'Fallon, Illinois, and they do marriage, um, uh, I think, weekly as well. I think theirs is about at five o'clock. Um, on Sunday, so you can join them. I actually think they have something tomorrow at five o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. But you can go to their pages on Facebook, Team Us, and then there is uh, To Have and To Hold. And I just want to leave this before, as we transition, godly characteristics of spouses who desire to grow toward maturity and honor God in their relationship. All right, so characteristics are submit to the Lord. Praise about everything. Trust their spouse to God's caring arms. Stays hopeful, builds up, listens to understand, sees their spouse through God's lenses, extends grace and mercy often, moves toward the relationship, truthful about their feelings, truthful about their struggles, allows God to deal with the issues of their hearts, work through the pain to bring true healing, extends and receive forgiveness often, seeks to restore any brokenness to the relationship with the help of the Lord and shuts down lies the enemy tries to bring in the relationship always. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Philip Latier, Chad and Christy, thank you guys for uh, joining us on this conversations around the royal table where we gather around the transforming word of God. Blessings to each of you from sons and daughters of the king. We love you. Amen.